Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Talk Talk. I'm your host, sommelier Aaron Rosar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now you may be listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, or you may be watching me on YouTube. We now have the option for you, so feel free to hang out with me on YouTube or listen in on your podcast platform. Today's episode is for you if you've ever wondered about organic wines, what they mean, what are they, what are biodynamic wines, as well as potentially you're having some wine reactions or you know somebody who has, we're gonna dive into explaining all three of those today. Let me just caveat this by saying that the organic wine conversation, we could spend a whole weekend together doing an entire class. And if you do want a mini class about organic and biodynamic wines, I have put one together for members of Wine Girl Society. So if you're looking to learn more, head on over, there's a free trial where you can check it out and explore organic and biodynamic wines a little bit more. Just visit winegirlacademy.com, head into the members area, and I will link below in both the podcast and this video of how you can easily access it. There is more information for you there if you want to dive deep. But today's episode, if you've had any questions and you've been confused, you are not alone, and I'm going to help clear that up for you today. So if you're ready, let's get started and take away some of the confusion. Let's get started. There's three topics I'm going to cover in today's episode. The first one is I'm going to discuss organic wines. Then I'm going to talk about biodynamic wines, which you may or may not have heard of. And then I'm going to go right into the topic of sulfites versus sulfates, what they are, if you have reactions to them, why you may have reactions to them, and open up that whole can of worms, as they'll say. Let's get started first with organic wines. And the first thing that I really want you to understand about organic wines is there is no global regulatory body governing the rules and regulations around organic wines. What does this mean? This means that how the United States, for example, registers an organic winery versus one in the EU may have different standards. When you're purchasing organic wines from different areas around the globe, they may have different regulations, but there are some baselines. So what I'm gonna be talking about today are the baselines that are generally accepted around the world, but what I wanna make sure you understand is there is no global agreement on what an organic wine needs to be and the practices in both the vineyard and the winemaking are potentially not gonna be the same. That's a big part of organic wine. Now I'm gonna bring biodynamics into here quickly and then jump back out of them in that organic winemaking is built upon the basis of biodynamic winemaking that I'm gonna discuss in a second, so hold that thought. But what that means is that a biodynamic standard of practice was registered in 1928. So in 1928, we had our first organic wine rules and regulation body. So that went into place in 1928 for biodynamic winemaking that I'm gonna discuss in a second. Now organics, organics built upon this, but biodynamics is a whole other ball of wax. So organics has definitely been a practice, was embraced in many different areas in agricultural products, but it wasn't until the 1970s that things started to formalize a bit more. 
There were some organic standards put in. We saw this happen more in EU countries. So we have Italy, France, Germany, for example, forming a pack with their winemakers, developing a club, if you will, of how they were going to do organic winemaking. And so we have this development of winemakers using the practice of organic wines and looking to solidify what that means and put on the label. But it really wasn't until the late 1990s and 2010 in that time frame that we started to see classifications specific to organic wines come into play in both the EU and the US and Canada, Italy, Chile, and they did have some standards. Again, they're a little bit different depending on the country and the region that they are being produced in, but there is a basic agreement in regards to what you can expect out of a bottle of wine when it has a symbol that says organic wines on it. Now within organic, there's three tiers. This is something for you to be aware of. Within organic wines, there's three tiers to be aware of. There's 100% organic, meaning that everything in regards to that wine was made with organic grapes, organic winemaking processes, the whole ball of wax. And there is some differential areas. In some countries, 100% organic means that it's actually 95% organic and there may be 5% non-organic grapes or winemaking practices. They've given them a bit of playroom just in case, depending on the vintage. But 100% organic, it will say 100% organic. This is where Google is gonna be your friend. If you are looking for organic wine styles, look up the winery and see how they are phrasing their organic styles of wine. Then we have organic, doesn't say 100%, just says organic. This is generally about 95%. It's pretty close, but again, they have left open some room. And the big defining factor here is in 100% organic, there's no additional sulfites added to the winemaking. Now, sulfites is important just as a little sub note, and we're gonna talk about more about them in a second, but sulfites are a natural occurring compound within fruits and vegetables, within nature. It is natural, we're not adding to it. But in winemaking, we can add more of it as a bit of a protector and a preservative. Think of sulfites as nature's saran wrap. Its role is basically to protect the fruit or vegetable from oxygen and not allowing oxygen to break down that product faster. Sulfites serve an important role in nature. Now in organic, 100% organic winemaking, it means that the winery did not use any extra sulfites. And in winemaking, we would use extra sulfites as an extra preservative. You take the grapes back, you're squishing them, maybe the juice is sitting out. There's lots of different scenarios, but a winery may choose to put on basically an extra layer of saran wrap by spraying some extra sulfites on top of that must, that fermenting grape juice, to protect it from oxygen while the process is occurring. And that's where we use it. So with 100% organic, the winery is not using any extra sulfites. When we get into organic, there may be less than 100 parts per million sulfites added. So an extra layer of spray, if you will, of protection. So very minimal, again, these are naturally occurring, they're in the wines already naturally, but we may use a bit of an extra layer. The next tier is gonna be made with organic grapes. And this tier means that within the winemaking process, there may have been extra sulfites used, but in the grapes themselves, the practice in the vineyard, 
those were done in an organic practice. And this generally, this layer doesn't have an icon on the back of the label, but it will call out made with organic grapes. This is where organics can be a little bit confusing. And if you have been confused about organic wines, you are not alone. It changes as well. So just so you're aware what I am saying to you today may change a year from now. There may be new rules and regulations, but know that within organic, there are three levels of tiers that are generally around, used around the planet, but there is no global regulatory body in regards to organic. Now, let's move on to biodynamic. I mentioned biodynamic at the beginning in that the organic grape growing practices were based on biodynamics. And biodynamics is a whole other world. And in my opinion, if you're really looking to embrace an organic wine style, you're going to want to start looking into wineries that are biodynamic and what's available for you in your local wine store so that you can source some of these wines. Now, biodynamics is a very old practice. So this this is an ancient practice and this is a holistic approach to winemaking in that it is not just about the vineyard and the winemaking and the end result, the wine. It's about creating an entire ecosystem that looks at a spiritual practice, an ecological practice, as well as the processes of winemaking. So this takes into account the astrology, the sun, the moon, the stars, a little bit of mysticism, if you will, a little bit of spiritual. If you treat the land well, it will give back to you. And it's about leaving the land in better condition than what you found it. So if you look up biodynamic winemaking, the philosophy of this has gone on for centuries. However, its founding father, as we recognize it today, is Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner was an Austrian philosopher who wrote the roadmap of biodynamics. He actually put it into paper where a lot of it before was legacy knowledge and shared from one generation to the next, especially for those families involved in farming and agriculture. And this happened in 1928. They locked in his practices into what is known as the Demeter classification. And this is a black and white symbol that you'll find on the back of the label. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this on the screen. And when you see this symbol on the back of the label, it means that this wine has been classified 100% biodynamic. There is no grade ranges. It's either biodynamic or it is not. And within biodynamics, we have special teas that balance the vineyard. You might have heard that they bury cow horns in the moonlight. And it's true, what they'll do is they take the special ingredients and they will bury these cow horns stuffed with rocks and minerals and ingredients that have been outlined all from nature. And then they will dig those up and use them in a compost tea and sprayed into the vineyard. So everything is healed and enhanced by using items found in the vineyard and around. So they will have their own bees. How they collect their seeds is done in a special way. Everything is done in harmony with nature. When they rack or take their wines out of barrels is done with the moon cycles and the gravitational flow. Nothing fights nature and biodynamic winemaking. Everything flows with it. And this is where if 
you are looking for a truly organic wine. It's biodynamic wines that you want to start to investigate and look into. Now, most likely these wines are going to be a bit more of a financial investment than organic wines because there is that extra attention and an ecosystem that is created in the vineyard and in the winery. So an entire holistic approach to the winemaking process, as well as their entire farms. Biodynamic winemaking is not just wines, they'll have their sheep and their cattle, almonds, olives, depending on their environment, they're able to grow along with it. If you are looking for products that you can literally trace back how they were treated in the land and how it was treated, I would suggest you look into in regards to biodynamics. Now, two classifications that I'm not talking about in today's episode are natural wines and sustainable wines. So these are two other classifications that wines can also have or fit into, and we'll discuss those on another episode. If you've heard those phrases before, know that they are classifications within the wine industry, and we'll be discussing those at another time. Let's just recap a little bit about the differences about organic and biodynamic. Think of biodynamic as the base of organic wine styles. So biodynamics, well, it is centuries old in regards to practices that worked with the earth and developed in agriculture. It wasn't until the early 1920s that it was formalized by Rudolf Steiner. Now I will link to his book below if you are interested in learning more about him and his philosophies. If you're a gardener, you'll be all about it. The other thing I wanna call out in regards to biodynamics is if you really think about it as the Farmer's Almanac plus plus, there are some apps on the Google or the Apple store. You can find apps that are biodynamic apps and in the biodynamic calendar, everything is broken down into specific days where you'll take an action for your garden. So whether it's a root day or flower day or a leaf day, for example, or an earth day, these are days that you do certain tasks and in the Somali world, I will have friends who will embrace this and will taste wines on flower days because the aromatics and the growth and they feel that the wine expresses itself better on those days. Something to look into, super easy, fun to track. Organic is based on the biodynamic practices, but it is not as intense. Organic is not a globally recognized classification. There is a best practice standard, but is not locked in. Where biodynamics, if you're following it, if you're part of it, everybody follows the same rule book. Organics, there's a baseline, but it can change. Within organics, there are three tiers, 100% organic, organic and made with organic grapes. So just watch for those labeling words on the back of the labels, potentially on the icons, depending on the country you're purchasing from, or definitely make sure that you Google or look up the wine that you're interested in buying. Now let's jump into this big conversation about sulfites. First, let's differentiate between sulfites and sulfates. Both are a sulfur-based compound. Sulfites, are what you're going to find in wine and in fruits and vegetables. These are a natural occurring compound and they are about protecting products from oxygen. Basically, they're nature's saran wrap. And within the winemaking process, they are a byproduct. So sulfites, they are from nature. And so we can add additional sulfites within winemaking, which basically gives us more saran wrap, which is the purpose. Some people may have reactions to them, and we're gonna discuss that in a second. 
Sulfates are a compound that's basically a salt. If you think of a sulfate as a sulfur salt compound, and you're gonna find those in toothpaste and shampoos, you're gonna run into them all the time. Like any salt, they may have a drying component to them, and some people may react to them, but sulfates are a salt base sulfur product. Now for sulfites, it's also important to call out that if you are enjoying raisins or dried apricots, orange juice, soy sauce, generally there's 10 times more parts per million sulfites in those products than in a glass of wine. However, sulfites definitely get lumped into being the cause of all evil for some people that are having reactions to different wine styles. Now, some people definitely do have a sulfite sensitivity or an allergic reaction, and this can come in all different gradients. But it is important to call out that there are over 500 chemical compounds in a glass of wine, meaning that there's all kinds of things going on and intermixed there. And so you may have a sulfite sensitivity, but if you are enjoying orange juice and apricots, raisins, soy sauce, potentially it's not sulfites. If you are having reactions to wines, a lot of times it is potentially a histamine reaction. So if you have a high reaction to bee stings, for example, or strawberries, and you get hives and things like that, then potentially that's a histamine reaction. And in red wines, you're going to have a higher amount of histamines. In white wines, we're gonna have a higher amount of sulfites. So there's a bit of give and take here, but just know that definitely some people do have a reaction to sulfites. They're going to incur, even if you have 100% organic wine style, you're going to have sulfites there. Now, can you remove sulfites? Yes. How do you do it? With hydrogen peroxide. And you can do this with a dropper at home, or you may find some of those sprays available. You can get them at wine stores now and different places where literally people add a drop or spray to their wine, and this is gonna take the sulfites away. They're not taking the sulfates away. What those sprays are doing, it's usually a bit of water with some hydrogen peroxide. And what the hydrogen peroxide is doing is it's taking the sulfites and it's turning them into hydrogen sulfites and that compound people don't have the same reaction to. So literally it's just converting the sulfites. It's not removing them. And by converting them, you're not having the reactions anymore. Hopefully that helps you understand a little bit more about the sulfites and that they are not potentially always the evil character in the story that they're made out to be. However, some people do definitely have reactions to them. There are ways to remove them. There's other chemical ways we can do them in regards to special central fuse where we can spin things and remove certain molecules, but that's a whole other ball of wax. But if you are somewhere and you wanna to try to remove it, you can use a dropper and a little bit of hydrogen peroxide will convert those sulfites into the hydrogen sulfites and therefore you won't react to it anymore. Something to try. Now, if you are having wine sensitivity, what I will always recommend is you start keeping a diary like any food allergy or sensitivity. You're gonna remove everything and then slowly put things in so you can really start to hone in of what you are reacting to. Some people will say, I don't react to organic wines. Fantastic, but what is it about the organic wine or the organic wine making that you're not reacting to? Are you drinking different grape varieties in organic wine styles? Are they from cooler climates? And then potentially not as many color components. What is going on? So I wish it was so easy to just say, yes, you're having a reaction, this is what it is. Sometimes it is, but it's definitely something we wanna work through. Now, if you have any questions or comments, if you are having reactions, definitely let me know. I'm happy to help. And I can give you some steps on how you can work with that and hopefully we 
can discover what you're reacting to and therefore you're able to continue to enjoy wines without having some adverse reactions to them. I hope today's episode has given you some insight about organic wines, biodynamic wines, and what sulfites are, why sulfites are ingrained in the whole organic wine discussion, and how biodynamics is the baseline for organic wines. And organic wines are not going to be globally regulated, but there's lots of great practices. And as one more note, Please know that lots of wineries are using organic practices, but are not putting organic on their label. And this is something I think is important for you to know. We have lots of wineries who are using organic practices, but not taking the official classification, meaning they won't have the icon on their label. Again, Google can be your friend. Look up different wineries that you're interested in, especially in arid, dry, and old wood countries. You're going to find a lot of wineries that are working with organic practices and just not getting credit for it. Something to think about. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. Lots to discuss for sure. Like I said, if you'd like to take the mini class I've put together, just head on over to winegirlacademy.com and there'll be a link there of how you can go into Wine Girl Society, our membership, where every month I put up a new series of classes and recipes and some pairing ideas so you can have fun learning at your own pace. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll put the links below. As always, it's been wonderful to hang out with you today. Be sure to like, share, subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Have a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.